Oh, man. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know, I love their stage with the circle ring, but their oh. granite floor, oh, my God, it was awful on my knees if I was twerking. Oh, I didn't realize their floor was granite. See, I only ever experienced granite floors at, in New Orleans, and I hated it because it's moist out there. <laughs> like, oh, it's dude. humid. And then, like, people sweating on it? Oh, just, I mean, oh. slippery. Slippery is all get out. Yeah. <sighs> and the girls wear lotion. Sometimes the girls do, and sometimes girls still do wear lotion in the club. They can't help it. But yeah. Like, they just feel like they must be moisturized, and then they get on stage. I'm like, at least wait an hour or two for it to set in or something. Yeah, yeah, because, like... I mean, I personally love to shower, get ready, and then go to work, and my hair is still wet by the time I get there. I do, too. Yeah, and then, like, so I don't put the lotion on. and I don't get, put the lotion yeah, on. Yeah, it, it can be, it can take a toll not putting moisturizer on. Really? Yeah, because yeah, I'll get, like, dry skin or, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff about our job that, like, we have to be aware of. You know, and I understand that it must be really hard too, because like oh, girls need they need moisturizer, well, one but time, you just can't get on the pole right afterward. Oh yeah, and then like one time I nicked my armpit shaving, right? Oh my god! And I literally went to work and I was sweating. You know, yeah. got a staph infection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I couldn't work for like two weeks. And you're not the only one who's gotten that. Yeah. Um, mostly girls get that from working too soon after getting a tattoo done. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and I can believe it, that. And then it fucks up your tattoo. Yeah. It's scarred forever. I know. Uh, that's why I was always scared. You know, I was getting my tattoo done, done so much, and you saw me, like, not be there for two weeks. Yeah. Not only that, but it just looks gross. Yeah. I don't feel sexy. I have to feel really sexy when I go to work. And if my tattoo looks like I'm a lizard, <laughs> I'm not going. Yeah. So, And I was always, always afraid of staph infection because I always heard about it happening. So. Yeah. It was yeah. not fun. How long did it take to heal? Well, I want to say anywhere from like a week and a half to two weeks. Mm -hmm. I went ahead and took two weeks off, though, just because yeah. I was like, what if it comes back? Yeah, yeah. What did you do to help, to like antibiotics? Or did yeah, you have to go yeah. to a doctor? Yeah, I okay. went to an urgent care and they gave me antibiotics. Yeah. Dude, thank God for urgent cares. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, even without insurance, it's like 140 bucks, and then whatever you need to pay for at the pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really glad for that. I didn't know this, but I think um, the stripper resource is actually working on some sort of crowdfunding health care. Oh, wow. For strippers. Oh. I don't know. I saw it on their thing. It was like the dance resource, and they're working on uh, on that for like all. I don't know if it's for exotic dancers or for all dancers. Well, that would be amazing. It would be really nice, yeah. And there is, there's different types of uh, health insurance out there that's like crowdfunding and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it makes a difference like having fake boobs? Um, I think it helps with a girl's, um, confidence. Yeah. Um, I think that if it's something that you're obsessing over and if you feel like it's making you not make enough money, um, you should just do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. And so that you can gain more confidence. Oh, I'm obsessed with them. I love the fake boobies. Are you, do you plan on getting some? Uh, maybe after I have another kid. Yeah. Oh, I love seeing you're smart when you think about it like that. Yeah, like planning it out and stuff. I have a girl at work who said, actually, she wants to get fake boobs, but only after she's done dancing. Yeah. She says, I don't want them to enjoy them. I want to enjoy them. for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like, these are for me. I was like, okay, I got it. <laughs> so, I mean, and I've definitely, th I've thought about it, but I'm really uncomfortable with the idea of plastic being in my body. I get that too. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of thing. weird things. I mean, I, I had my lips done and I loved it, but then I went and had them uh, dissolve it. 
Really? How, yeah. How come? Well, I thought I had a migration, but uh, it wasn't really a migration, I guess. It was like a muscle uh, right here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is that filler? Uh. Yeah, I get really nervous about filler. Um, I do some Botox, but I'm 34, so it's just kind of to keep the eye wrinkles away, and that's about it. And I would have never known. Really? Yeah. Well, I started when I was 30. And so that's kind of when you want to start is I like, didn't even know you're 30. I have a problem frowning. I frown a lot when I'm concentrating. I got it from my mom. So basically I made it so that I'm not allowed to frown anymore. Oh, I cannot, yeah. I cannot make frowny faces, which that's is good. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's for is just like to get you out of the habit of using those muscles. So I'm all about like doing some Botox as just a way to, um, keep you looking young. So my birthday's in winter. I don't really celebrate my birthday, but um, then Christmas, not really big on holidays. Yeah. But, like, that's just because I didn't really come from a place where holidays were, like, a thing. I mean, they were a thing, but I don't get invited to anything anymore because I'm a dancer, so. Oh, really? Yeah, Your my family? family has been kind of shitters about. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. Well, you can come to my family stuff. <laughs> they know I'm a dancer. They don't care. For the most part. They'll ask me questions every once in a while. My grandmothers, they love it, basically. Like, they're like, as long as you're not being X, Y, Z, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I'm like, of course not. <laughs> you know me. Mm-mm. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to be X, Y, Z in that club anyway. Yeah, and then, like, I mean, my parents, though, nice they're like, I don't know. My mom doesn't really have me around, and I don't like to be around my dad, so. Mm. Oh, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, though, with winter coming, we do make a lot more money. Do you plan on, like, putting money aside? Oh, dude, yeah. I feel like there's definitely off-seasons to stripping. Mm-hmm. And uh, winter and, like, basketball season is always a hit. So when you make that much more money, do you do anything special? Do you, like, put it away? or Do you have plans so, with it? Usually, yes. Uh, I'm in a situation where I'm paying $1,800 a month just in rent. Not even my other bills, like just rent. That's so crazy. I have been struggling lately to save money. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. So that is one of the things. Can't wait like, to move. Yeah. So so you're gonna try to get into a place that's a lot cheaper. Well, yeah. I live on Brookside right now, so oh. it's. Uh, oh. But I was in a hurry to move. I moved my grandmother in with me to help me with my son when I'm dancing nights. So. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I know it is really important to get, like, good child care. And it's hard to get good child care when we work weird-ass hours. Yeah, and I've been, like, homeschooling my son, too, so. Have you really? Yeah. What what made you make that decision? I don't want him in Tulsa schools. And I'm going to be moving after November, so. You know, I may look into Sand Springs for housing, too. Yeah, uh, so I have a place over there. I lease to own it, though. Nice. Which means uh, I put down, like, five grand on it, and then I pay $1,200 a month. But that also includes insurance and warranty on the house because I basically own the house. I'm just paying the mortgager. Yeah. But if I can refinance it, it'll go down. And that's one of my goals as well. This So, like, you know, every winter we make much more money or whatever. And we always just try to put back some and do something with, with it, you know. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, I mean... We, that's just something we all like. I feel like we all kind of get that. Okay, this is what I'm doing this winter with the money I'm about to make. Yeah, yeah. And I like all the girls. Usually, will have different goals: get a nicer car, find a better place to live. Oh yeah, know. mine is to definitely just save, save, save after I move. Yeah, and save up that extra money so that we're not dying during the summer. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Because people are outdoors during summer; they're not really looking for bars to go chill at or. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if the seasons are different uh, at any other clubs around the country. You know, I bet, like, uh, 
summertime's more busy somewhere else. Definitely by the water, mm. I would assume, like Miami or maybe in L.A. I don't know. I've never danced in Miami or in L.A., so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I would probably I would probably like to try Florida out during the summer. Yeah, I have a lot of options this summer, so no, I don't know. I get nervous about the idea of trying out at new clubs because once you get so used to one place, you're like, okay. Oh, what if the hustle's different there? Yeah. Um, not as far as I can tell, not really in other cities, but I've heard that like in Vegas, you have to be like really, really aggressive because there's so many other girls you're working with. I would love to try Vegas. I actually have a friend that lives in Vegas and uh, yeah, I would love to try Vegas. And it's nice too to find friends that live close by because you can bunk with them and save like a hundred bucks a night at a, on a hotel. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I know. And I miss, um, it wasn't the stripper resource, but back in the day, we used to have like a like a stripper community mm-hmm. website, and it would be a lot of girls like connecting with each other and talking about the different clubs and stuff like that. But I like the stripper resource a lot on Instagram because they'll pop up and talk about like different cities and stuff. Yeah, you can kind of get an idea for what it's like if you do your research. Any other plans you have for the winter? Just work, 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 huh? Yeah, maybe I'll do something for my birthday. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and how old are you turning? It'll be 22. 22. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm feeling 22. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, what was it like? So you started dancing in the club before you could drink. Do you feel like your hustle was better then? Or is it better now that you can drink? Depends what my mind is like that day because there's times where whenever I was younger, I could pretend to be drunk. And like, yeah, it was great. I feel like I made a lot of money that way too because I was just being so goofy. And yeah. now I'm, like, actually drunk, and then I get a little, like, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, and then, I mean, I still make good money, but it's, like, you know, maybe I did do this better sober. Yeah, I often think about that, too, um, the times that I have worked, like, without drinking. I'm yeah. Like, I think I did better. Well, well I don't mean to be an alcoholic, but. Well, that's why I only work three days a week. Yeah. Any more than I would be, Jesus. Literally. Yeah, it is, it is the hardest part about the job, and I think that's the only thing that makes me like it, um. To the point where I feel like I need a break. It's not even the club itself or the customers. It's the alcohol being there and, yeah. like, everybody like, oh, you want a drink? Or feeling like you need a drink because it's so slow. Well, yeah, they're, they're a lot of that, right, like, right now. But yeah. what, how do you handle customers who want to get you drunk? I'm like, oh, yeah, let's fucking do it. For, like, the first shot or two. Yeah. And then you're like, okay. And then I'm like, oh. Well, okay, so here's my thing. I'll do, like, three shots of tequila in two hours, maybe. That's a lot. It is a lot, yeah. Uh, I would be But drunk. that puts me, like, right at my peak. I'm like, okay, okay yeah, here's my titties. They're mm-hmm. in your face. <laughs> and, then and then if they don't do anything, do you just walk away at that point? Like, if they haven't paid me yet? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Because, you of know, course. you get those customers that kind of string you along a little bit. And they just get you drunk, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll go to VIP later. And then uh-huh. they never do. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Fucking I, scammers. I did that last week, and I was so mad because he – I. so here's my rule that I started doing. A guy will be like, oh, you want to do a shot? And I'm like, listen, I really like tequila, but I'll only do a shot with you if you're taking me to VIP. Because I don't like to be that drunk here on the floor trying to work, and I haven't made any money. Mm-hmm. So I, if you want to buy me a shot, we can, but we got to go to VIP. But then every once in a while, you'll get customers. Usually a guy will be like, oh, no, I'm not doing that, or I'm not going to do dances. Okay, well, I don't really want to take a shot if I'm not going to do dances. Yeah, and so that's I say, point. And that, that seems to go over pretty well. But then you do have some customers, and I really would like to learn how to differentiate between the customers who are, like, truthful and the ones who are, like, 
oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that in a little bit. I feel like you can really tell if they're tipping you while you're waiting, too. Like, mm. if they're if they're giving you a $20 every, like, 20 minutes or so, yeah, yeah maybe they're definitely going to take you to VIP. But if they're, like, hesitant on even tipping you, probably not. So, you, so you'll ask for tips while you're drinking with them, waiting on this. Yeah, especially if I'm going to be drinking with them for two hours before we ever go. Yeah. I try not to let it. Oh, my God. I think after about an hour, I'm like... I'm antsy. Getting, yeah. I'm, well, I'm getting nervous. Like, okay. Did I just waste my time? Yeah. Are you playing games? Yeah. Don't play games with us. And don't, don't purposely get us drunk. If we want to get drunk, we will ask you for drinks and we'll continue to drink with you. But, um, t- like pressuring a girl to get more drinks, even the most seasoned girls like me can fall for that. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it doesn't make my night. You think that you're making me happy and that like, that this is just opening you up. Yeah, but it's not the case because when you leave, I'm just bummed out and I'm drunk. Yeah. So now I can't really talk to other customers and I haven't made my money. It's kind of like ruined my whole shift. Basically. Right. Yeah. And that's that's something that I've ran into a couple of times in like the last month or so. Yeah. Because you're at like this really high high waiting for the VIP mm-hmm. and then boom. Psh. Yeah. Oh, don't do that, guys. Yeah. If anything, you know, you can give us the money for VIP and then we won't go until we're ready. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Paying us up front makes us really comfortable. Yeah. Because then we're just chilling. We know we got the bag secured. And that's yes. a big thing for me, too. Actually, uh, Saturday night, I was dealing with one of my regulars and he was like, you know, you don't have to ask me for money. And I was like, well, I've been sitting with you for a good hour and a half, two hours, and you haven't tipped me one time. Oh, no. Like your friends paid me to give your other friend a dance, but you have not tipped me, sir. Mm-hmm. And and then he finally Venmoed me or whatever, yep. a couple hundred dollars. But See? at the same time, it's like, why are you making it like pulling teeth just to get a tip from you? Yeah, well, and did he used to do that before? No, no. so it was kind of awkward. I was like, ew, yeah. you're giving me the ick. Yeah, what do we do about uh We will have customers that have maybe seen us at least three or four other times. And every time before, they were really great about tipping. And then all of a sudden, the one time they come in, everything has changed because they think I've given her enough money before. Now she should just be appreciative and just hang out with me for free. Yeah, I know. I hate when that happens, too. And unfortunately, guys, I wish it worked that way, but it doesn't. Yeah, hanging it's, out doesn't pay the bills, bud. Yeah, it, yeah. And when we're in there, that's what we're thinking about is like, okay. Because we can only work three. I mean, do you work like three shifts a week or do you work more than that? So the last couple months, I had been in this really, like, depressed state where I was, like, barely working at all. Like, I think the month of uh, June, I worked, like, five shifts. Oh, yeah. So you got burnt out. Yeah, I was very, uh, very burnt out. Uh, But this whole month, I've worked, like, 17 days. So I'm proud of myself because I've Mm. slowly been climbing back up the hill. So Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's normal, too, to not want to work as much when it's so slow and draining on, like, on our emotions and on our body. I feel like I'm dancing a lot more during slower months. Yeah, yeah, same. And, like, how do you feel about, like, when you get multiple rejections at night? On, like, a busy night where you shouldn't be having that? Because I've had that happen to me a few times where it's like, okay, is it me? Or or is it just this fucking crowd that should not be here? So um, I would say it's the crowd. Yeah, right? It's not you. It's not me. Um, dancers, we have this problem when we're not getting tipped well and it's been slow. And even though we know the reasons why it's slow, it's seasonal or whatever, we start to internalize. 
um, body dysmorphia goes out of control. Um, self-esteem goes out of control. We do start to internalize and go like, okay, it's me. Like I'm off-putting. Yeah, it can eat you up. Yeah, and that is a, a huge toll on us. And that's when we have to take, I'm not, I'm not working Wednesday. I'm taking a break. Good, good. Yeah. Because of the same shit, like this weekend was so slow that I started immediately internalizing it. Yeah. What are your favorite days to work? Uh, so I work Wednesday days, Friday and Saturday days, and then I'll work a little bit into the night, like up until 10. Okay. Um, the night crowd, because I don't do well, I don't, I don't want to say I don't do well with rejection, but after several of them, I get kind of, um, I shut down and I stop being able to have that bubbly personality that I need. And so I'll just go home. Um, or I'll take a break for like an hour with the girls or something, right? Being on day shift and stuff like that, I don't really get a lot of rejections. And so that's kind of why I like working those shifts. Oh yeah. And Plus I don't there's really like less nights. competition. That's really nice. Yeah. Cause night shift, there's like 30 other girls. Um, and I become a little bit more shy. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really hustle very well on night shifts because I'm such a long-term day shift girl. Yeah. I have a different personality. No, I feel that. And with like the shyness, cause I deal with that myself. I can kind of tell you're a little shy too. Yeah. And I love that though. Um, I think for me, I do walk around and I look for the guys who look at me like leer or make eye contact. And I can tell you on Friday, Saturday nights, that does not happen. Like you hardly ever get guys that are leering or looking at, unless they're the wrong one. Like the C crowd. I get like C crowd will look at me, but I'm like, I don't really, I don't have time for that. Cause you know, it's, it's never like they're looking at you cause they want to spend money on you. Yeah. They're looking at you cause they're like, Hey girl, how you doing? Can I get your number? Can I get your Snapchat? Let's take it to the hotel motel. Uh, yeah. No, literally that's their whole vibe. They're like, I'm just here, I'm just here to fuck. Yeah. Basically. Uh, dude. Okay. So guys, when you come in and you're like hoping for after hours or you're hoping for to find girls for a bachelor party that's happening in a week, uh-uh. No. It doesn't matter how much. No from me, dog. And I'll, I'll have <laughs> I'll have an honest conversation with them. I'll be like, listen, like, I'm sure you can find girls in here that are willing to take that risk. But it is risky. You're going to, girls are going to want to go as a group. And never solicit because you'll get kicked out. Oh, yeah. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> yeah. It used to not be like, I mean, and we're just talking about the customers that come in and they're like, I'm not doing dances. I'm not doing VIP. This whole place is a scam. I'm only here to find a new girlfriend girlfriend slash sugar baby slash yeah. you know whatever you want to call them and i'm like you really have to like earn the respect and the comfort level from the ladies here oh yeah because if it's your first time in and you just met this girl why do you expect her to even trust you why why do you feel that comfortable to ask that already and i will be completely honest with you sure you want a sugar baby or whatever um but doing it without getting to know them first it's not even about the money right it, because those kind of men who want to meet you outside the club so quickly, there's something there. Omnious, yeah. They they can be shitty. They can say stuff. They may be not completely stable. They could try to assault you. You have to get to know them in the club first. And so I do explain to guys, like, listen, I get that you're looking for something special for outside of here, but you have to come in here and you have to let the girls trust you first. And they're like, oh, that sounds like a scam. You're just trying to get money out of me. And well, I'm like, but it's like dating. Yeah. It is. It's like dating. We can have like our first five dates here it's, or more. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like get to know, get to know them. Like build, build some type of friendship at least first before any of that. Right. You know, cause I have customers uh, that I've had in there for like years. And finally after a year, I'm like, okay, we can go to lunch. Yeah. 
but because I have had those experiences where they're like promise you the world and all this money to see them out. And then it's just, they don't even deliver. It's drama or you're feeling disrespected because they don't respect you. Right. They don't respect us. If we go out of the club and meet them right away. Yeah. yeah. Because there's guys who'll go to VIP and oh my God, it's in the first five minutes. They're trying to like sexually assault you. Could you imagine meeting that same guy outside the club? How do you feel about the bathroom? What, all this smoke or? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I mean, the girls' bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. But the weekend, like, I feel Um, like the customers be trashing our bathroom. Oh, you mean like girl customers? Yeah. Okay. Um, Really? Yeah. I don't really, I don't know. Like, what did I do? Okay, so, like, I don't know if it's actually the customers or if it's some of our dancers, but, like, they'll leave leave the toilet unflushed or they'll, like, leave toilet paper on the floor or... I always blame that on the dancers because our back room bathroom will look exactly the same. Oh, I mean, I haven't actually witnessed the back bathroom looking awful like that. There's always like tons of toilet paper everywhere. The trash is overflowing. Someone one time, no joke, put all the TP and then the TP roll in the toilet. And that was literally five days after they fixed the toilet. That's why there's that sign up there. Like, ladies, please. Treat our toilet with respect. That's a big WTF. Yeah, it is really surprising how messy. But I I think alcohol is definitely a big play, and I don't know. Yeah. Is this how y'all are at home? I hope not. God, a fucking pigsty. Yeah. I know. And I I always hear from other customers that the guys don't wash their hands in the bathroom. That's disgusting. Like in the men's room. And it's like, and you want to touch my tits or any part of me? I don't fucking think so. So I'll bring like hand sanitizer. Okay. And uh, if I really feel like that customer's gross, I'll make them put hand sanitizer on before we do anything like dancing. How do you feel about customers who are always trying to get you to like share their drinks with them? I'm like, are you trying to roofie me, sir? (laughs) What's that? I take five. Kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have made that joke once, like leaving a leaving a drink with a cut, like a trusted customer. I'll be like, Oh yeah, like I'll be like, it takes two, <laughs> and then I run away and giggle. Yeah, but no, uh, customers who I don't like when they try to share their drinks with me because I'm like bum bumps. Ew, yeah, yeah, Ew. yeah. I get like a cold sore or something. Ew, mm. I'm so thankful I've never had a cold sore. Really, you haven't? Yeah, I got one from the club six seven years ago oh. and it was the and that and it I think I did I shared a drink and I was probably been drinking didn't really think anything of it and I just took a sip out of his straw you know and it was just the straw oh and then I had an ugly fucking cold sore for like a week I felt like I couldn't work or anything oh, I felt horrible tragic. then well but all of the stuff that we learn is from past experiences. Oh, yeah. Everything's then, a lesson learned. That's why I'm so open about sharing my experiences, even though they can be, like, embarrassing. Well, not only that, I really hope that, like, baby dancers end up scrolling onto your podcast and listens to some of this because, like, mm-hmm. whenever they're, like, literally letting somebody finger them in the lap dance or something, mm-hmm. like, and they think it's okay. Or Oh. Uh, do you think it's the baby strippers that are doing that? I mean. Because they don't really understand their boundaries yet. I would assume that's what it is unless they're really just fucked up or they really are that slutty. I, I always kind of feel like it, it comes from like slightly old, like a more broken in dancers who are just kind of like, they just don't Desperate. care. It's very like, well, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have to come from that. Um, Cause when you're desperate, you're willing to do more, I guess. I feel like it's just kind of like a degaff. 
like whatever club they came from, they're used to that behavior. They can bring it here and they don't. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Have you heard, like there's been a couple of times where uh, auditions will come in and they'll like get fired that night. Yeah. Because they go straight. Girls, when you start working at a club, make sure to ask the other dancers just low key be like hey low key like what what is the real menu here yeah because the you know the managers will tell you one thing um because they have to the dancers will inform you of like what's really appropriate in the club like what's gonna fly and what's not do not try out at a club and then think that you can have sex in the vip right away that's ew fucking ask no i get it like they come from other clubs that are much more liberal or whatever I i definitely don't judge um girls doing whatever they're doing But just so that you don't get fired from that club, definitely ask around. Do not just immediately jump in and assume that you can do what you're used to doing. Yeah. Because we we make good money and you don't want to have to lose on that opportunity to work at such a beautiful club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Night Trips is a beautiful club. I do wish there was a few things that would change. Like, I feel like we should have a $20 cover fee and I feel like our booth should be $100. And I feel like 50. Yeah. So our booths are 50. How much is our cover fee now? I think it's 10. 10, so you yeah. think it should be 20. Okay. Yeah, and I feel like on the weekends, like, maybe the booth should be 100. Yeah. No, I did actually recently think, God, 50 bucks is kind of cheap. And our booth should be open, like, every, like they should be charged every night, like, at least 50 bucks on weeknights or whatever. Oh. And then the weekends, it should be, like, 100 or something. No, yeah, you're, to- you're totally right. And if the club is, and that's just. And I feel like it will help weed out the shitty customers that aren't actually there to tip. They're just there to drink or party with their friends. And, like, yeah, that's cool or whatever to get your first experience, but. If you're not coming to tip us and you're just setting at the stage and you're like mm-hmm. on your phone or yeah. just being disrespectful to us, you should not step foot in another strip club ever. There's definitely like customer um, etiquette. And I love to talk about customer etiquette so that the guys can kind of learn like what to do and what not to do. Oh, and the couples are the worst. <laughs> we, we talk oh about that God. all the time. Like I had a friend tell me one time she was giving a dance to somebody and girl had no panties on the fuck or like the customers that are together like they'll just start making out or they'll oh, like yeah. start touching each other mm, yeah and it's like what makes you think that's okay it, yeah and definitely have to scope out or ask the dancers um because each club is different maybe some clubs the dancers never said anything to them about making out it wasn't a big deal there yeah but each club that you go to the first thing that you should start asking any dancer that walks by is like how does this place work what are the expectations? Because each club has its own set of rules. Um, it, we are sort of like a union. All the girls pay attention to each other and see where the lines are at. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I'm so happy Paige is our manager now. But at the same time, I, I'm going to miss her being our DJ. She was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. So um, Paige from one of our interviews is now actually a manager. She was a really great DJ, but she's really, really even happier with the manager position. Yeah. Congratulations, girl. And I think that all managers should be ex-strippers. Yes. I mean, well, I do love our male manager, so. Yeah. But in the past, I've always thought our managers should be ex-strippers. You know, I'm so thankful we have Gabe and Danny. Mm-hmm. They they really are so sweet. I mean, I feel like they do a little good cop, bad cop sometimes, and they yeah. switch, so you never know what you're going to get. But <laughs> for the most part, they're they're on top of their shit, and mm-hmm. they're there to take care of us, and they're there to do their job appropriately. Yeah. I've never had male managers care so much about our safety. I know. It's beautiful. It's like so refreshing because coming from like Lady Godiva's where, dude, there's a tragic story for me from there. Like 
I had made zero dollars and I was going to leave and a waitress was like, oh, I bought, I got you a VIP. And I was like, okay, let's go do it. I walk into this VIP and I'm in there for like five, 10 minutes. And this dude is like, so are we going to fuck or what? And I'm like, uh, I'm a dancer, sir. That's not going to happen. Right. And he was like, okay, then you can get the fuck out. Ooh. And like starts yelling at me to get the fuck out. And I'm like, all right, sir, I'm going to go. I'm going. Well, you got, and the, then, you got to keep that money, though. No. The girl, no. the waitress, <gasps> kept my money and then sent another girl in there. And that's, I've been at night trips ever since. Wow. Yeah, oh so God. fuck Lady Godiva's. That is crazy. Yeah. I can't believe that they that they did that. Yeah. I kind of want to name drop who the waitress was because fuck her, but yeah. I won't. Well, just just be aware, I guess, of waitresses sometimes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she over-delivered for you. I'm like, I'm not that desperate. Mm-mm. Never, ever. And like, what? Yeah. And yeah, don't yell at us because we're not willing to do stuff for you. We are still ladies, you know? Yeah. It's sickening. I get, well, you know, and I get it. Maybe guys are super frustrated or whatever, but take your frustration somewhere else because at the end of the day, we are still people. We deserve respect. And I think that is one of the hardest things that we do deal with in the club is even when a guy is paying us, sometimes they're not respectful. Well, not only that, the managers at Lady Godiva's will literally try to fuck the dancers, even though they're married. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, and I've I've been in clubs like that. Um, it was really hard being at a certain club and making friends with very young girls there, uh-huh. like the 19-year-olds. Oh, dude, because, like, literally, like, one of the managers there played it off as, like, oh, like, I've never done this before, blah, 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 blah. And literally come to find out after, he was fucking, like, all the other dancers anyway. Yeah. And I, it, it was just icky. Yeah, and it, it's usually the younger ones. Yeah, it's, and I was 19. Yeah. Yeah. It's your, and very unfortunately, we do sometimes get male managers who are um, predatory. Oh, yeah. Towards their dancers. They have a certain power level, mm-hmm. and they're going to use it. Um, and it's always the sweet 18, 19, 20-year-old girls. Who are just naive and looking for somebody who cares about them, yeah. but doesn't doesn't actually have your best interest. And it, and it is. It can be kind of attractive. Well, yeah, for, especially if you have daddy issues. Are you kidding? Yeah. Especially with a man being, like, authority figure above so, you. Yeah. At the club I was working at where a lot of that was happening, it was, like, the sweet little 19-year-old, and she would walk out, you know, wiping her mouth <gasps> after seeing the owner of the club. He owns two clubs, one here and one in... Oh. And, um... I was like, girl, what's going on? She goes, well, you know, he gave me a hundred bucks and it's just normal. Like he, he calls some of the girls back there and I was like, that is not okay. That yeah. is, I said, baby, you're 19. Like you should, and, and for a hundred dollars from the owner, like it was just, it was really predatory. And yeah. I was really unappreciative of that. And I tried to get her out, um, but she was kind of, and, you know, and it's always the girls that could spiral out, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it could really affect them in a way that I don't even think she can't even return them. from. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. So it is really important to have, like, super professional managers who are not there to take advantage of us. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Night Trips, for I'm, everything. Yeah. Yeah, really. Definitely one of the safest, safest places I've worked at. I've worked at places where the managers have, like, said some weird shit to me. Oh, like, yeah. But, you know, I'm kind of the dancer that will, like, be extra flirty. And then, like, be, like, way too dominant, though. I'm like, bend it over. Touch your toes. (laughs) Crab your ankles. I'll go deeper. (laughs) (laughs) It's Peg Thursday. Yeah.
So do you ever find that like being really aggressive or assertive with customers really works for you? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like something that I've noticed really works for me, too, is if me and one of my like say work wives Mm -hmm. act super gay for them, put on a little show, not like too explicit, but like, yeah, Mm -hmm. well, we'll be making some money in there. Oh, yeah. Guys love girl on girl. I think I've always thought um, doubling up on a guy, I feel like it short circuits their brain. It's like they can't think as well. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like four tits, four butt cheeks. What? Yeah. yeah. It is a lot of fun to double up. Yeah. And then you're not necessarily doing the same amount of work either. So it's a little easier on you. Yeah. Especially if you're doing like five dances in a row. And oh, like, yeah. do you ever like get the, you feel your muscles in your thighs mm-hmm. just warm? Yes. Oh. I like, I like it in a mini workout. Okay. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Listen, sometimes when I'm shaking my, I'm like grinding on a guy with my butt. I'm literally, I feel like I'm doing squats and I can feel the burn. So I literally start counting in my head. I go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Look at me working out. Do you keep a count on stage while you're dancing? Like a five, six, seven, eight. No. Oh, like no dancing to the music. Yeah. No. Okay. uh -uh. I just do it when I feel like I'm working out. Okay. Like, well, (laughs) like I was like, oh, I can, I'm activating muscles right now. I'm going to take this chance (laughs) keep track I know I'm like I'm just building my booty while rubbing my booty on you yeah <laughs> did you uh did you notice like because if you weren't able to twerk before dancing did you notice how much bigger your butt grew once you finally got the muscles to engage no um but I'm one of those people that have always kind of had like the butt oh, okay um so I lost weight dancing which was nice but I didn't really ever lose my butt. And my butt's pretty much always been the same. Nice but beauty. when I, before I started dancing, my cousin actually was a dancer. And so uh, I told her, I said, I'm ready. And then so she had me come over and she taught me all the floor moves. And so I learned how to twerk and do my butt that way Good, before yeah. I started dancing. So that was really helpful. And it was really, really helpful to get uh, tips or find someone to help you like learn or watch YouTube videos dance in the mirror before you ever audition as a dancer oh yes yeah yeah oh no I was gonna when we were talking about doubling up I was gonna ask you do you double up on stage I do sometimes yeah if it's busy enough and I feel like I'm gonna make enough to split with somebody of course I've heard from a lot of girls that it makes a lot more money on weekend nights yes uh it does and then sometimes it's also like you get a lousy stage set you know it's like a gamble is it a gamble for you it can be yeah because like say the person ahead of you made all the money Mm mm-hmm and then it's like nobody really tips you after. Or like, or you are the lucky one that gets the money and then the people after you don't really get tipped or something. Yeah, it is so up and down at our club. I love like, I, I love and appreciate girls on TikTok who are like, I made this much in stage tips tonight. Look how easy it is. And they're like showing you a giant stack of 300 ones. But that is not every girl. Yeah, no. And that's, that's not, not every stage. That's not every girl. That's not every stage. And like, sometimes I feel like they're a little bluffy. I did, yeah. They're just trying to cloud it and make it seem more social, than what it is. <clears throat> social media is very tricky. Yeah. And that's why I very, very purposefully make sure that I'm honest about my money. Yeah. Because I don't want other girls um, feeling inferior. Yeah. You know, like, what's the point in lying? Like, let's exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah. Like, cause you could walk out negative $60 or you could walk out with $2,000. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get. Do you ever try not to talk about your money in the yeah. club when, when girls ask you how much you make? Yeah. Like, I always feel a little weird about talking about the money. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I just be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, if they ask you direct, right? But, yeah. like, I'm sure we've all run into those girls who are sitting at the bar like, I made such and such tonight. And you can tell they're lying. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's so gross. It's like, girl, who are you? Who are you doing that for? Oh, yeah, don't bluff. It's okay. Yeah. We're, we all have eyes. But also, like, me, I'm very gullible. I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds great. And then they'll ask me how much I made, and I'll be honest with my answer. And why is it that their eyes get a little big? <laughs> I know, right? You're like, oh, so you weren't really serious about what you made. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> then I feel bad for telling you what I made. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I like I like to be honest uh, during the shift and be like, I did this so far yeah. just so that we can all kind of tell, like, where we're at. Or, like, the customer to dancer ratio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's really important to tell girls how much a customer spent on you or how much you did VIP with them so that they can get the same And kind of get a gauge. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think it's totally Especially fair. if it's, like, somebody's regular. You don't ever want to lowball yourself ever right. so yeah it's important yeah. yeah I love when a girl is honest and she's like listen I got him for 400 yeah for VIP so that's what you need for to like charge a 20 him. minute yeah yeah because if she never said anything to you you can go up to that guy and like you know get two or three hundred yeah so yeah love love yeah. and sharing and like being honest and supporting each other working yeah is the best way for the whole club to make money for sure on a slow night I'll do like 250 at the lowest mm-hmm. for a VIP for 20 minutes, but my highest high is like 700 for an hour or so, you know, it yeah. definitely varies. Sometimes I'll even like, if it's super slow, I'll offer a thousand three hundred for three hours. Cause like okay. at least in that three hours, I'm making my bag. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and it is important for us to be flexible. Um, I'll do, yeah, I think 200 is probably my lowest and that's 20 minutes and I'll do 300 for 30 minutes. Oh, and 600 for an hour. Yeah. But I'm always secretly hoping that they won't do an hour. Right. I mean, honestly, and I haven't ever had anybody do the three hours yet, but I just want that to be out there yeah. and I'll definitely put that out there on a slow day. Really? Yeah. That's, Cause like, that is what if somebody is really just looking for the company? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even about the dancing or anything. They just want like a therapist or something. So you know, a thousand for three hours. Or, uh, How much? I mean, yeah, because, like, with every hour, they take 100, right? Mm-hmm. So you would get the 1,000 whole oh, after. Yeah. See, and I think that's beautiful. We all are hoping for 1,000. Yeah, on, at on least. A shift. That's, like, a, yeah. it's a nice hit. Yeah, I've seen girls, so, you know, we'll have, uh, there was a slow night once, and I think it was, like, a Sunday night, and there was really no one in there, and there were some customers, and girls dragged them to VIP for an hour, but it was only 300 each. But... I mean, and listen, there were girls in there complaining. They were like, oh, but they did it for so cheap. And I'm like, look around. Nobody else made money. They're the only ones who made money. Don't complain. It's just sort of like, yeah, it's great to have expectations, but it's also great to be flexible. Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to gauge your night. Mm -hmm. Because you never know. The guy that walks through the door next could be the fucking... Yeah. I mean, we'll still take your money. We might just do less for it. Yeah. And that's okay, too. And, like, if guys are really not going for my dance prices, I will do a $20 dance, but I'm not taking my top off. Oh, that's a great – that's great. Yeah. I think that's a great hustle tactic. And you kind of just get, like, the air dance. You don't Mm -hmm. really get, like, the full grindy, like, dance. You just get what you paid for, bud. (laughs) If if they pressure me into 25 – I haven't had it in a while, though, getting pressured to do 25. If I get pressured to do 25, I definitely have a less less of an intense dance. Well, I'll say this. Last night – it was five minutes till close, and yeah, yeah. there was a guy just setting out the stage, and there was nobody on stage, and it had been like that for like three songs, so I was like, okay, wow. I'm going to walk up to him and be like, hey, $25 for a dance, because I knew 
that I he'd knew. heard 30 all night? Or? Well, that, and I was going to do the thing where I asked for a tip. Oh. Yeah, where I'll do a little upside down trick for like extra $30. And it worked? It did, yeah. So I ended up making $70 yeah. in the last five minutes. Yeah, and it is, yeah, that's really awesome, actually. Yeah. And I like that it's good that you uh, you walk in and you change your hustle depending on what's happening that night. Well, I also think it has a lot to do with your approach. Like, if you're full of energy as mm-hmm. soon as you say the first words to them, mm-hmm. they're like, ooh. Yeah, she's really bubbly. Nice and shiny, yeah. Yeah, I know. I have a hard time with, how do you keep your energy up during the eight hours of work? Fake it till you make it, baby. Dang, girl. But it doesn't always work because sometimes I'm just too drained, you know, yeah. but literally fake it till you make it. Yeah. I usually, I used to just drink tons of Red Bull. I love Red Bull, but I have a heart condition that I was born with. So uh, honestly, stuff like that scares me. And like, yeah. like the drugs scare me. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong, I've definitely tried the little booger sugar, but I'm just like, <laughs> it's not for me. I mean, it's around a lot. Oh, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame On anyone. your podcast, you were like, you hear the little, in the bathroom, <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I've heard that way too many times. Yeah. There was one time I, th- uh, you know the fucking stairs in the back room? Bitch, that was me two nights ago, but Did I caught myself. Down? Oh, you I caught, caught okay. myself, but I rolled my fucking ankle. Oh. Yeah. yeah, those they're treacherous. Those I know they have one bar on one side and then you just got to grip the wall with your yeah. other hand. Just. Yeah. <laughs> so I fell down those stairs and this was like forever ago. I oh. fell down and got my knee really good, was bleeding everywhere, oh. laying at the bottom of the stairs, reevaluating my life. And then I heard two girls in the bathroom, in the back bathroom, they were doing the lines. You could, you could hear it. Also, if there's ever two girls in a stall, it's a dead giveaway. Or it could be the weed, but you know, either yeah, way, it's yeah. still dirks. Well, if I'm not smelling any weed, I know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> but they're just in there and they heard me fall and they're giggling and laughing at me while they're doing, but then they come out and they recognized who I was. And then they're like, oh no. Yeah. And so one of them was a nurse. Oh and shit. So she just started like putting my leg up for me and the other one went and got a bandaid and they were like, we're so sorry. We laughed. We didn't know who it was. I don't really like, uh, when the customers come in and they're like all about pressuring it, it and asking for it, like we're supposed to just go find it for them. Like, do I look like a snow bunny? Not all strippers know where to get cocaine guys. And not only that, <laughs> like, even if you do know who to get it from, they don't always trust you to hand it out for them. I just tell them, I'm like, you can, you can have to ask around or something. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not the one. I was like, it, I usually tell them, listen, I lie a little bit because I know it's probably is easy to get a hold of. But I'm like, it's not really that easy to get a hold of. Honestly, same. And yeah. I try not to fuck with it. I tell them to go to a different club. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty open about people living their lives. I will not stop you. I won't say oh, shit. I'll just be like, you know, like the thing with the the massage parlor. Yeah. I'm the same thing. I'm the same way with that. I'm like, go to Sensations. There's tons of that over there. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, more yeah. of a party central. Yeah. So you'll have no problem, you know. Have you ever done mushrooms at the club? No. No? I could not. Well, I microdose. I love that, yeah. Same. I will microdose before going to the club. And I remember one time taking, like, a slightly bigger microdose than I should have. Where you're just like, ooh, I love life. I I was in a very good mood. And the lights are beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, but I I'm mushrooms. terrified of taking mushrooms, like, actually taking, like, a full. Oh, like a trip amount? Like a gram or something. Yeah, and then going. I would be useless. I would not be talking. To, well, I probably would be talking to everybody. I'd just but, be giggling. Yeah. When I, I do it at home as, like, a sort of therapy. I feel that, yeah. I'm just rolling around on the floor like a little worm. I love to, like, paint or write my poetry when I'm on mushrooms. Really? You can write yes. on mushrooms? 
Yeah. I can't even look at my phone. Oh. I can't. I, I don't remember how to type. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I, so. It doesn't affect me like that for me. It's almost like an antidepressant. It, and it really is an antidepressant. And that's why I microdose occasionally. I'm very, um, very mushroom forward. And I'm really happy that Colorado is opening up and I'm really happy that scientists are opening up and doing more studies. I actually just seen this thing where they're opening a mushroom like type dispensary in Oklahoma city. Really here? Yes. Wow. Oh my God. How do we get that card? I know. Right. I'm wondering the same. I seen it on this Instagram page called extinct cut or something like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, You could probably find it. I'm going to look that up because, um, is it just me or are our mushroom people kind of crazy? Looking. You think they're crazy? I don't. Do, don't they look kind of crazy? Do I look crazy? All right, well, do you grow mushrooms at your house? Okay, no, I don't do that. But I'm, like, Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> the guys who grow mushrooms at their house and sell you mushrooms, they look fucking. Oh, they look like they've did like ten hits of acid that day. Yeah, and they usually have dreadlocks, and they're white, but yeah. they have dreadlocks. Well, actually, so my mushroom guy, he he's just like a sweet little hippie guy. See, I like that. And yeah. my, my mushroom girl is like a beautiful little hippie girl. They're just medicine people. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a different. There's different vibes. For, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to find like good people like that you can trust. But I'm very thankful. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, anything else? Well, have you done anything else and tried to work? Um, Adderall. Yeah. The, a <laughs> lot of girls love the Adderall. I don't do it very often, but I will say I'm so much more of a focused worker on it. Yeah. Yeah. I was prescribed it for a very long uh, time. And so I don't really like it, but I am actually ADD. Yeah. So it takes a lot of my bubbly out. See, I'm pretty sure I do have ADHD. So if it works well for you, then you have it. If it makes yeah. you hyper. It doesn't make me hyper. Yeah. Then it's... I mean, maybe if I've had a Red Bull too. Yes. Oh, but... God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, to me, I could just take two Red Bulls and that would be the same as an Adderall. But I, being prescribed it is different. Yeah. I didn't really like it. I wasn't really happy with my life, you know, so... I was like, I'd just rather smoke weed and drink a monster oh, yeah. and be happy. And I totally get that with all the health problems I have. Like, um, I, I was on, like, nine different medications at the age of 14. And I eventually got so tired of it because I was just, like, a zombie. I quit yeah. slowly taking them without telling my mom. And then next thing you know, I'm just smoking weed instead of taking my medicine. And yeah. I loved it. And it's changed my whole life. Marijuana and cannabis and everything about it mm. is beautiful. It is. And I really like that we can like at least vape or something yeah. know, to take the edge off. I feel like it's better than drinking. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, it has done a lot. I'm the same way. I stopped taking antidepressants and started smoking weed. And then I started getting into microdosing, which I think is even better. Yeah. Um, I knew a girl that used to take Molly and go to the club. Oh, whoa. I know. I'm like, you were asking for trouble, girl. The only time I ever did Molly was at the Global Dance Festival in Denver, Colorado, where I met one of my most dearest friends ever. Love that girl. That's an appropriate place to take Molly. It was was a beautiful (laughs) first experience, and I met an amazing person. It was just a magical experience for me. And I don't think I'll ever do Molly again unless I'm in a similar environment. But at the same time... Uh, you know, I'm glad it was beautiful. Yeah. And I, I have had really great experiences too. I definitely would not do it before going to the club. Uh, I remember giving a dance to a guy who was on Molly. Was it weird? <laughs> it was so funny. I think actually, to be honest, it was probably a really great experience because all I had to do was just sit in his lap and rub his head. That's all he wanted. He was like, can you just rub my head? It feels so good. Like, like with your nails and like, yeah, yeah. just rub it gently. Massage. Yeah. And he, for five songs. I've actually thought about going to massage therapy school. That'd be really cool. I heard it's really hard on your hands and stuff. 
Yeah, I could see that, but I feel like I already have pretty strong hands. Do you? I have weak ass hands. That's probably why. I struggle with pole grip because so, I don't have very strong hands. I love pole grip for the pole because mm-hmm. my hands get so clammy. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like they're pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. Well, with the tricks that you do, I think they probably are. Yeah. And I can tell, like, do you ever give a guy a back rub? Oh, yeah. And you can go for a pretty so, long. So, yeah, I'll offer a massage on their shoulders and back and the VIP. And really? then I'll offer them for an extra tip if they want to watch my porn. So, But I, I don't post my porn. It's only exclusive off my own device and VIP. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love. I have actually done that, too. It's nice. You just sit there and, like, massage them while they watch it. Or you're dancing on them while they watch it. Do and you it. charge extra for the massage? Yes. And all that. Oh, so all of it. How much? Like, 100 bucks more? Or? Yeah. For the massage, I'll do anywhere from 50 to 100 more, depending on the person. And then for the video itself, it's no less than 100. That is brilliant. Like, so you have VIP hustle and then you have in the VIP hustle where you up the ante in different ways that don't involve more intimacy. Right, exactly. And like... It's getting creative. You have to like fill out the customer too because some guys are there to relax and they'll love the massage and some guys are not into porn at all. So you got to watch offering that, you know. Yeah, you just offer it and see what they say. Yeah. Yeah. I usually have had pretty good experiences. Well, because you have an OnlyFans, too. Yeah, yeah. And how does that go for you? So whenever I first started doing it, it took off, and I had, like, 100 followers on there at one point. Was that during but, the pandemic, though? Uh, that was last summer. Oh. That was last summer, and it was really great. Uh, my prices were, like, $10 a month. Mm-hmm. I do, like, $15 a month now on there. But how did you get that many subscribers? Did you do any So I, uh, I had a friend who was kind of, like, helping me get my stuff going, Mm-hmm. And we did some content together, and she, like, kind of shared me. Po- yeah. And that link. was nice. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Love Dude, you. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so how's it going now? So I don't post on there a whole mm-hmm. lot, but, like, whenever I notice that I have, like, at least 10 followers or so, I'll post a couple times a week. Oh, okay. And then sometimes I forget I even have OnlyFans, and I don't post for a whole month. So it's very iffy. But That's my me. 10 followers that I have, they're there. They're <laughs> yeah. there, and they're stuck. And, yeah. I have I have six, and they're all just, like, club customers. You know, and it averages. Like, if I'm posting a lot and sharing it, because, like, when I had my Snapchat, that was my best advertisement. I had, like, 5,000 people on there, and that was really nice. So, oh, and but so when you go into the Friends thing, you're just, like, doing the quick ad? Uh, no, no. People were just adding me. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, people from Indonesia. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my shit got banned. My my stuff got banned, my wow. Snapchat. And uh, so I don't really have that advertisement anymore. Because my, my Instagram is okay, but it's not that big. It's not gaining new people all the Instagram time. Instagram is not pulling people like it used to. Right, yeah. But uh, I will say, I, even with just my 10 people, I get, like... Anywhere from like three hundred dollars a month to like maybe one fifty, depending on how many tips I get on there and stuff. Um, I know if you're sending out messages of your new content, that does help a lot. And like, you know, if you have a good following, I say do OnlyFans, do it. Yeah, I mean it's great backup money for when it is slow in the club. So yeah. that's a nice little side hustle. Um, recently, I found out, <clears throat> got some like really great advice on how to do OnlyFans. So, you know, you have pictures up there, but not a whole lot of explicit content. And then you pay-per-view or mm-hmm. send out automated messages to Yeah, the followers. most I ever show on there is some areola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't show my pussy. I don't show mm-hmm. any of that. 
I don't post any porn on there. I definitely have some naughty videos on there. Well, that's okay. You know, yeah. Yeah, but it depends on the, but now that I know that I'm sort of like, well, I could take that off and then just have, have that in the messages maybe yes. for extra money. So what you do is you take those explicit videos and you send it to the customers and they have to pay to unlock it. Yes. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And apparently that is how like you can really make your money on there. Yeah. And they really eat up the girl on girl. Like, Oh yeah. And so they have like model release forms on there too. I think that way you can share things with your friends and it's not like, Oh, you're stealing this person's nudes or anything, you know? Oh, I so that's see. good. You just have to go through the, every, all the yeah. settings and stuff. Dude, well, that's so cool. Like you're really innovative. And I love I love hearing um, the stuff that you do just so different from other girls. And that yeah, is really hopefully cool. it gives some other girls ideas too. I think so. Listen, like that is a part of our job. We have to be creative and find new ways to make money without doing extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've even thought about bringing like cards in or something to the club to just yeah. like I hold like strip poker didn't you do that once yeah weren't you there I think so we and played then, strip poker at the table kind of being a bust though oh but I think it's because nobody was really asking for the tips yeah we just kind of got carried away with it and then they got really drunk and then they were just like we're leaving <laughs> yeah I found out uh just sitting with a customer and a couple of other girls how easy it is to just ask and be like hey can I have 20 bucks now yeah you know and then if they say no then just move on yeah, but I'll sit there and I'll check every 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, ready for my next tip. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll pick that up. When I it's like nice that. to wear your watch and like set your timers. I miss wearing a Fitbit in the VIP. Make sure that you wear a watch or a Fitbit in the VIP so that you're not looking at your phone. Yeah, because customers find it rude and they won't nearly tip you as much sometimes. Even if they, even if they understand that you're checking the time. Like, I, you know, they understand that we need to know what time we have left and stuff. Just taking that one break to look at your phone just kind of... It does kind of leave a, a weird vibe or something like they're now they've got it in their head that maybe we're concerned about the time because we're not having as much fun. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think that kind of sends like a very subtle, um, like mental message. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely wear like a small, uh, cheap watch or a Fitbit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be like, oh, I'm just checking. Oh, daddy, look how high you made my heart rate go up. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's that's cute. Okay, well, thanks so much for coming. We're going to go ahead and end our episode today. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast with me, Piper, your host at the Pied Piper Podcast, and with Izzy. Thank you so much for coming in and enjoying our time together. And um, I hope you guys all have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. Bye.